0: Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Thanks again for being here. We are in this series all about relationships and dealing with people. You know, the world would be a whole lot easier place if it wasn't for all these people. I always tell people that, that our church would be perfect if it wasn't for all these people, and our teams would be perfect if it not for all these people. And your job would be perfect if it wasn't for all the people that work there. And if you're going to do anything in your life, you're going to have to deal with people. You know, if you're going to make anything in your life, you could be a hermit. You could stay all by yourself and isolated. And, and some people have kind of chosen to live their life that way. But I've just decided I'm going to get in the messy middle of relationships that it's worth it. But when you do that, you realize there's some people around and you may be the people around that have some red flags, you know, and so I want to help us in this series identify maybe in relationships that we're in, but also in me. How many of you know sometimes the problem is me? Are y'all with me on this? The problem is, I don't mean, you don't have to amen that like it's me. I mean, the problem's us, you know, that in in this relationship, I could be the red flag. And so I want to help us through that. Last uh, week, for those of you who were not here, we talked about dealing with controlling people and uh dealing with difficult people if you have somebody like that in your life now i always like to tell you too if you can't think of somebody everybody's thinking of you so if you can't think of a controlling person they're all thinking god please let them watch that video please god let them go on youtube and watch that message so i thought about calling this series those people (laughs) those that's what we do right when we start talking about relationships we start thinking man i sure hope somebody's i hope they're here Man, I hope they're taking notes today. Man, I'm looking around. I hope they're in the third service because they need this. You text somebody, you know, you're like, hey, brother, I think this would really help you. You need to be at church in this service. And we always like to think in relationships, it's everybody else. But sometimes I am those people. And, and so I want to help us through that. And we said last week, I'm going to give you one thing we said last week, I we don't have time to catch you up. But one thing we said last week, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you don't like what you have in a relationship, you can change two things, what you accept And what you expect you can change what you the expectations that you have in a relationship and you can change what you accept in your relationships let me say it better this way every relationship you currently have is a combination of what you've either created or allowed right and so if you want to change the dynamic of a relationship a marital relationship a dating relationship friends team members in your office as an employer, as a business owner, if you want to change dynamics in your marriage, in your relationship with your children, then you change what you accept and what you expect, and then the relationship begins to change. So last week we talked about controlling and difficult people. This week, I, this is unfortunate, honestly, that I have to bring it to you. But um, are you okay with a little Bible teachings that help you? Okay, today. So I hope you, I want to help you grow today. I want to talk to. I want to talk to all of us about uh, facing critical people. Critical people. Critical people, people who, you have anybody in your life who has the spiritual gift of fault finding? <laughs> Did anybody know? Why don't you raise your hand? Don't raise your hand. They're watching. Anyway, the spiritual gift of fault finding, you know, they just, they just recognize when something's wrong. They just, they just know when something's wrong. They've leaned over to you already during church and said, "I'm going to remind me to tell you what I don't like. We don't like you. So how's that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're c- critical people, always looking for always looking for what's wrong. Maybe it's a boss that you have that micromanages and only gives you feedback when, when something's wrong in, in, in your in, in your department. They never they never recognize when you do the right thing. They always talk about the wrong thing. Maybe it's a, you're an adult in church this weekend and and it's a spouse you know who's who's talking about your uh, your weight, always joking. It's always just funny, but it's not funny. It's critical. Always telling you how to load the dishwasher. Anybody know somebody like that? You know that you loaded it wrong. How do you load the dishwasher wrong? You know, I mean, like you loaded the dishwasher, you know? I just, I just released a marriage over there. Somebody just got free over there. Some husband's going home going, that's my word right there. Where you leave your clothes. That you wear, you wear the same shirt. You wearing that shirt again? Yeah, I'm wearing this shirt again. It's the only shirt that fits. That's, I'm not, it's the only clean one. Guys, we do the smell test. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm wearing it again. Maybe maybe even as an adult, it's your parents that still criticize how you raise your kids. I can't believe you let them eat that. You know what that's got in it, don't you? I can't believe you spent money like that. I can't believe you go to that church. I can't believe you do all that stuff. And, you have these people in your life who have just critical, they're just critical spirits, a critical person. And and honestly, we're kinda in a culture these days that that accentuates a critical person. People who are critical and fault finding seem to get more pressed than people who aren't. Uh negativity and fault finding and critical people, they just seem to find a microphone always. And and negative people rarely ever believe that they are negative. They'll say things like, Well, I'm not critical, I'm just keeping it. Yeah yeah I'm just keeping it real I, i'm just I'm just I'm, I just tell it like it is If you don't like me, I just tell it like it is. The truth is, you're not keeping it real. you're just keeping it real negative. Because the reality is there's a lot of good things that happen. There's a lot of good things about people in a relationship. you just only find the the, the wrong ones. Are you with me, everybody? If you want to go home with your spouse today, I would advise you to just stay looking straight ahead and <laughs> anyway churches are easy target our church is an easy target you know last week I, I was able to bring a video to you i was ministering in another state and i brought a video to you on, on uh, uh, a video message my uh, kicked off this series through video message last week and of course you know you start hearing man i don't i don't like my preacher on video i don't like my preacher on video i like a live preacher well i like a live congregation so when y'all stay home i don't like it <laughs> That was free. I didn't even put that in my notes. I li- I, it's too loud in here. It's too quiet in here. It's too dark in here. It's too bright in here. The lights are too much in here. They don't preach enough about this. They talk way too much about money. They use the wrong version of the Bible. They're too focused on lost people. They're too focused on unchurched people. Their teaching's too shallow there. Their teaching's too deep there. The people are too trendy there. The people on the platform, it's too expensive. The worship's too short. The worship's too long. Everybody has something to say, just critical people. Just just critical people. And I want to help us today deal with critical people. If you have a Bible, I'm in Matthew. Matthew, the seventh chapter. This is right in the middle of the most famous sermon Jesus ever preached called the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew, the seventh chapter. And it gives us a framework for critical spirits and, and dealing with critical people in your relationships. And I really want to help us today. I want, to, I want you to go home today. We, we always say it like this, that if it doesn't work on Monday, it, it doesn't work on Sunday. So I want to give you some tools and help you on your job and in your, you know, in your class and, and with the people that you interact with that may have a critical spirit. Matthew 7, verse 1, the Bible says, do not, do what? Do not, don't judge or you too will be judged. Now, verse two. Wait, just a second. Verse two, I think, is one of the hardest passages in all of the Bible. I think it's one of the most. Um, I think it's. I, I just. It's a. It's hard. I just think this is hard to live by. I think it's something we overlook in our life and in our faith. But it's. Th- these are Jesus' words. If you have a copy of the Bible with red letters, these are in red letters. Matthew seven and verse two says, "For in the same way." That you judge other people, you'll be judged. And here it is what's this? The measure that you use, it will be measured to you. In other words, the measuring stick of mercy and grace that you give out in every other relationship, the Bible says that's the same measuring stick God will use in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but let me tell you about me. I need a lot of mercy. Are y'all with me on this? I need grace in my life. I need mercy in my life. I recognize I'm the problem. I, like Taylor's saying, come on, I, it, I'm the problem, it's me. Don't look it up. You don't have to look up who Taylor is. But anyway, I, it's me. I, I know. And the same measure that I measure out, mercy to you. The Bible says it's measured back to me. Verse 3. So Jesus keeps teaching, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? You don't pay any attention to the plank in your own eye. Verse 4, how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye? When all of the time, the whole time that you're criticizing and and looking at, all the time, there's a plank in your own eye. Verse 5, you're a hypocrite, the Bible says. First, take the plank out of your own eye. And then you'll see clearly how to help, how to remove the speck from your brother's eye. A couple of things I want to give you today. Here's the first one is uh, the message of Jesus is fairly clear to me. And I just want to, just in case your mama told you, if you're an only child and you're or you're a firstborn or just your mama kind of coddled you and told you you were perfect and baby, you don't do anything wrong. And you're the best of the best. I've never seen anything met. Look into my eyes. Jesus starts this discourse by saying everybody has something in their eye. And as much as I love you, and I do very much, I have to tell you, you are not perfect. I am not perfect. Everybody's got, now some of that is the first time you've ever heard it. You're thinking, I don't know about this. This seems like false doctrine to me. This is the kind of theology I'm not here for, but... You got something in your eye. There's a speck in your eye. There's a log in your eye. Something. And a critical person, listen, doesn't have the self-awareness in a relationship to see their own issues. And if they do see their issues, they tend to gloss over them. They're the kind of people when their kids are running absolutely wild, have the audacity to tell you about your children and what they do wrong. Or better than that, let me help somebody right here. I love it. It's one of my favorite things when single people tell you about how your children are acting. Are you with me on this? I love, that's my favorite thing when single people tell us how we should raise our children. And I just think silently, because I'm still working on all this, Lord Jesus, give them a kid just as ugly as they are. Do it, God. Do it, God. Buck teeth, children, God. Do it for them. <laughs> I, but, but people who, who gloss over their own stuff their marriage is distant and cold but they have time to criticize your marriage not, this is my favorite this is this has been a trend the last four or five years they don't have a church family they're not committed to spiritual family anywhere they have no pastor no accountability but they have a podcast where they condemn all of christianity and the way churches run and they're not doing it themselves, not serving, not making a difference. Their lives aren't committed to spiritual family, but they criticize the church. Are y'all with me on this, everybody? Write, write this in your notes like this. We magnify the faults in others while we tend to minimize our own. Right? We tend to, we, we tend to be judgmental about their flaws, and, but we give ourselves grace. Well, you know, they, they showed up to work late. Because they're just bad people. That's why. They're just lazy and they just slept in. Now listen, I know I was late to work last week, but I was late because my kid was going crazy. I had a good reason. They're late because they're bad people. I... I I know why they said what they said. They said what they said because they're evil in their hearts. Now, I said that when I was a little stressed out, but the reason I said it was I had a reason. They didn't have a reason. I know their heart. I know they're bad people. They did that because they're the daughter of the devil. That's why she did that. Listen, I did the same thing, but I was having a bad day, and it's different when I do it. Are you all with me on this, everybody? We tend to magnify faults in other people in our marriage. Well, if he would just change, it'd be a whole lot better. If she would be, if she would just be quiet, I promise you things would get better in And you know, if 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 they would just, if this team member would just pull their weight, then this whole team would be a whole lot better. Everything would get better if they would fix them. Here, here's what I want to tell you today. Here's here's the reason why we have to talk about dealing with a critical spirit. Why it's a red flag when there's a critical spirit in a relationship? It's because a critical, write this in your notes, a critical judgmental attitude kills unity. It kills unity. It kills unity. A, a critical person in a relationship will kill the unity of a team, the unity of a marriage, the unity in a church, the unity among a friend group. You, you think about it. You got a friend group going on. You got three or four guys, three or four couples that you hang out with. That one critical person it ruins unity in the whole group. You start questioning everybody, and maybe they're all talking about. Are y'all with me on this, everybody? You say, "Well, why is unity so important?" Well, I'll tell you because the Bible says that where unity is that God commands the blessing of the Lord. He commands the blessing of the Lord on unity. How many of you need the blessing of God in every area of your life? I need it. I need it on my marriage. I need the blessing of God in my parenting. I need the blessing of God in my leadership. I need the blessing of God in our church. I want the blessing of God in my friends. I want it in my small group. If you want the blessing of God, you got to have unity and critical people kill unity. And if in your home, in your marriage, in your relationship, on your job, on the team that you're on, if you're recognizing, man, there's just not unity here, it's probably because there's a critical spirit and it's a red flag. I want to help us today. I want to give you four ways to handle critical spirit. I normally give you three, but I wasn't here last week. So buckle up. Four (laughs) four ways to handle critical people. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. Number one, often you don't respond. Now, I, I I was hoping you'd tell me I could just divorce. <laughs> I was I was hoping you'd tell me I could just quit my job, Pastor. I was hoping you'd tell me you're right. When you get around critical people, you just pick up and move and go to another career, go to another place, go to another church, go to another small group, go to another group. There, I, I was hoping you'd say it'd be I could just I could just. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible, David uh, prays for his enemies. He says, God, break the teeth of my enemies. Always love that. God, God, punch them in the mouth. Just do it right now. Break the teeth. But oftentimes when you're dealing with critical people, you don't, respond. You don't have to. Re- Just because somebody criticizes you, it doesn't obligate you to respond. Let me say it better this way. You don't have to show up to every fight you're invited to. And I know we live in a culture that says, man, you, you're not going to say nothing about me. I'm going I'm to say my piece. I'm going to tell, tell you what I think. I, if I saw what you said, I'm going to say what I say to what you said so that you know that I know that you said what you said. And I'm not letting you get away what you said about what I thought. No, I'm not just, my hand can't just scroll past that. I got to respond to that. Are y'all with me? Every, not y'all, but people in third service deal with this and, I have to craft my messages for everybody, so. You don't have to show up to everybody. Oftentimes, you just don't respond when there's a critical person. 1 Peter 2 and 23, I'll show it to you in the Bible. 1 Peter 2 and 23 says, When they hurled their insults at Jesus, Peter's recounting the cross, they hurled their insults at Jesus, he did not retaliate. He suffered... But he made no threats. I don't have time to teach you here, but wait just a moment. Manipulative people threaten. If you don't do what I say, I'll leave. I'll quit. I'll change churches. I'll leave you. I'll leave this team. I'll get out of this. I'll, I'll go find another place I can work. I'll, I'll get. But Jesus, when, when, when he suffered, when he had insults, he made no threats. Instead, watch this. Underline this in your Bible. He entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He didn't retaliate, he didn't defend himself, he didn't complain, he trusted God. Let me tell you the reason why you feel the need to respond to every critical person and every critic that you meet and every critical thing that's said about you is because you think you can handle it better than God can. Because here's the reason I wanna respond to every criticism is because I don't know that I trust God enough to handle my critics. So I think, God, I got this one. I'll, I'll handle them, God, you sit right there I'll, I'll handle this. The Bible says Jesus did not, he made a, he overlooked the offense. See, God was going to handle it for him. Proverbs 19 and 11 said, a person's wisdom yields patience. It's to one's glory to do what? To do what? Overlook. You didn't say that. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Overlook an offense. Overlook an offense. Over. I'm going to give you a, a, a theological. This is deep. Are you ready for this? This is deep. I'm going to give you the deepest thing I'm going to tell you all day. Maybe the deepest thing I'll tell you all year long. I'm going to give you a key to unlock the blessing of God in 2024 peace, joy, happiness, contentment in your marriage, in your life, on your job, in this church, in a group, wherever it is that you interact with other people. Here's the key. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. Let it go. Let it go learn to let it go. But you don't know, pastor. You don't know how bad it was. You don't know what they did. You don't know. Here's what I do know. Oftentimes, your role is to obey God and not always to answer the critics. Just let it go. Just hit delete. Just one of the best things on social media. I don't do this to any of y'all because y'all are special to me, but one of the best things on social media is mute stories and posts. Do y'all know about this? You can, you can click on, I'm going to set y'all free right now. You can click on somebody and you don't have to unfollow them. You just mute them, which means it's like they don't exist. Hallelujah to the lamb. You don't have to respond. Oftentimes, you don't respond. Number two, sometimes you do respond, but you respond carefully. Write that in your notes. Number one, often you don't respond. Number two, sometimes you do respond, but you respond carefully. I didn't say you react. You respond, and you do so in a measured, careful way. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. Judges eight talk about an interaction between a man named Gideon and the Ephraimites that are there with him. And I don't have time to tell you the whole story, but, but they're, they, they're complaining about a decision that Gideon makes. Judges 8 and 1 says, Now the Ephraimites asked Gideon, Why have you treated us like this? What's this? And why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they challenged him vigorously. Now that's Bible language for, they hated on him. They were critical of him. They cha- they, I'm from the deep south. In the deep south, they, say, they bowed up on him. You know what that means? You know what bowing up means? Y'all know what that means? I can't believe you would do this. I cannot believe you would go to fight Midian and didn't call us. I can't believe you would have this kind of part. Challenge him vigorously. And the Bible says, watch this, verse 2. But he answered them. Watch this. He didn't match the challenge with a challenge, he just responded carefully. He was criticized. Sharply, and I don't have time to read it to you. But in in verse two, he goes on to explain. Here's what happened: there were grapes and the harvest, and he just tells them what happened. And one verse later, verse three. Watch this, Judges eight and verse three. And when the men of Ephraim heard Gideon's answer, what happens? The anger subsides. You have the ability to diffuse the situation. You don't have to answer everybody, but sometimes when you do, how you answer matters. If somebody's criticizing you, if a friend unleashes on you for no reason, if a coworker picks your work apart, if your parents are constantly writing you, you, listen, you can offer an explanation that makes sense and you can wait before you respond. And when you do, you have the ability with critical people to make the anger subside. You take the sting out of all of that. Here's the reason why, write this down. Because when emotions are high... Wisdom is low. When emotions are high, you say words that aren't in the Bible. Are y'all with me on that, everybody? <laughs> you, some different kind of words. Why? Because emotions get high and my wisdom gets low. Say things I don't mean. Make threats I don't mean. I'll just leave. I'll tell you that. I'll just find another job, a place that appreciates me. You wouldn't find another job. If you could, you would have already found another job. I just, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll leave. I'll get another. And you look over your life and you realize you have a track record behind you. I always say it this way. If there's always destruction behind you, you may be the tornado. Right? So you just decide, I'm going to, I'm going to let this go. I'm, I, you need to, you need to put this on, on your phone. You need to take your little post-it note. I, I keep list. Where's all my list people? Where are you at? on my list people. Good. Yeah. They sit up front. All the list people I make a list, I make them on posted notes, sticky notes, you know what I mean and i and you need to put a sticky note on your front uh, on your phone on the front side of your phone that with a hashtag uh, if you're uh, over the age of forty, a hashtag is what we used to call the pound sign anyway so I, yeah, you need to put a hashtag don't send don't send don't send you need to do you just when you want to when you when your fingers and your thumbs get anointed you don't have to, to you what, right, Backspace, 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 (laughs) backspace. And then you give them one of these. Okay, you got it. You got it. You don't have to. When emotions are high, here's here's what I want you to remember when you're dealing with critical people in, in every relationship. Oftentimes the criticism isn't about you. Oftentimes the criticism isn't about you. Write it down like this. Most angry people are usually hurting people, Right? But it, it, it only gives you some compassion when you deal with critical people that most angry people are usually hurting people. It's 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 why I love a church that, but part of the vision that, that I think God has in your life and part of the way we've arranged our whole church is to help you find some freedom from the stuff that's plagued you over your life. You say, well, why why is it so important that I find freedom in my life? And why is it so important that I get around a small group of people who help me? And why is it so important that I get believers in my life who help me heal from all of that stuff? Because if you don't heal from what, hurt you you will bleed on people who didn't cut you and every relationship will have drops of blood around that you didn't really it wasn't them it wasn't that marriage it was the the last one it wasn't that job it was the last one it wasn't that boss it was the last one it wasn't that team it was the last one and 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 you didn't heal from all of that stuff most angry people are usually hurting people I've never met a well-adjusted happy productive positive person who feels like they have to constantly bang out hateful comments on Facebook. People who are healed on the inside don't have to respond that way to everybody. Are you still there? Say, I'm there. I'm there. I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond. Oftentimes you don't, number one. Number two, sometimes you do, but you respond carefully. Number three, occasionally you listen and make a change. Can I help you right here? Can I help all the men? This is for me. All right? I'm preaching to me, and I'm going to let all you men listen sometimes. Occasionally, your wife is just trying to help you not look stupid. I thought the women would amen on that. (laughs) Something... Sometimes, Brandy knows, I just don't want you to go out wearing that shirt because you can't button it all the way on the bottom and I don't want your belly hanging out and people thinking, you don't know you got a breeze going up your shirt. So I'm not critical. I'm trying to help you because you don't know you've gained weight. Are you all with me on this? Every- Occasionally, your critics are Right. If everybody tells you you have the same insecurity, you may have the same insecurity. If your spouse who loves you, who is invested in your success, who wants you to win at life, tells you you work too much, you yell too much at the kids, you shouldn't say that. I'm not telling you they should do it in a critical way. I'm not telling you it should be negative. I'm not telling you it should be emotional. But it could be helpful in your life. If everybody tells you you're dating the devil, you need to leave that joker. Are y'all with me? Sometimes you need to listen. Sometimes you need to go, you know, you're right. I've heard that before. You know, you're right. I need to, this is a part of my life. Proverbs 15 and verse 31 says, if you listen to constructive criticism, you'll be at home among The wise. But if you reject discipline, verse 32, you'll only harm yourself. If you reject discipline, you'll only harm yourself. If you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. If, if you learn in your life to go, not listen, not everybody gets a voice, but some people get a voice in my life. And when they correct me, I, I, I take correction. I listen carefully and I'm making a change. It happened to me. Uh, a few years ago, I was sitting at a meal with my pastor. I have a pastor. I think everybody needs a pastor in their life. I, I have a spiritual leader, Brandon. I have a pastor who we sat down to a meal, a nice meal that I was buying, by the way. And we sit down at this nice meal, and the first words my pastor said were corrective. Hey, just before we start, you need to never do this again. And I could have said, "Hey, hey, hey hang on, I'm—it's my American Express buying right now." Okay, everybody, don't come in here talking about it. you just got it. No, I'm sometimes. Sometimes I need to listen and make a change. I made a change that day. I said, yes, sir. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I said, yes. Yeah. And then we went on and had a great meal. I still bought. Do you believe that? I still bought after all that. Sometimes you need to listen. Oftentimes you don't need to respond to criticism, number one. Number two, sometimes you need to respond carefully. Number three, occasionally they're right. And you need to listen and make a change. Here's the last one and then I'm going to pray for us. Number four. Always, always work to guard your heart. Often, you don't have to respond. Sometimes, you respond carefully. Occasionally, you you listen and you make a change, but always, always, always guard your heart. Guard your heart. Listen to me. Guard your heart from other people who have a critical spirit. And guard your heart from being the critical person. Maybe you grew up with criticism all around you. Maybe you grew up in a negative home. People always finding something wrong and critical parents and people always telling you, stand up straight. Hold your shoulders back. Don't do that. You look like a slum. Don't sit like that. Cross your legs like this. Do that. And and when you're seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, you just think, well, that's mom. But when you're 28, 29, 38, 39... Forty-eight, forty-nine. You start realizing that critical spirit affected you, and now there's a critical spirit in you, and you got to always work to guard your heart. Proverbs twelve and eighteen says some people, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise. Watch this last phrase. They'll bring healing. I think one of the anointings on on our ministry. I always tell people this. I don't want you to get this confused. I always tell people I feel like God's anointed us to be a faith healer. Now, I know you may think, well, that's on the TV. I know what that is, faith healer. That's weird. I'm not talking about that stuff. I really think God's anointed our ministry to help heal your faith, that you believe God again, trust God again. Why is that? Why why do I preach full of faith? And why is this church full of joy? And why do the people, here's why, because I think you can get healed. From all that critical spirit, I think the words of the wise will bring healing into your life. Now, because of the fall, everybody has the propensity and ability to be overly critical. I, I just can't believe. I can't believe they do it that way. If I had money like them, tell you what I'd do. I would not be doing that right there. I would not live in that house. They have no idea how the dumb they look. She just she's so full of herself. My boss is an idiot. I'm gonna get this coach fired. I'm gonna do just critical, 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 critical. My critical spirit's always born out of my own pride, right? Because I think I'm better. You ever thought that way? Brandon and I sometimes will have an experience and we'll go, man, I wish they would have asked us. We had the right answer. Just nobody asked us, you know? I just wish they'd have asked me. I knew what to do. You just always think you say, well, how do I overcome a critical spirit? Pastor, I'm glad you asked. You got to find a place where you are deeply connected to your identity in Christ. It will help you guard against a critical spirit in a relationship and it'll help you guard against becoming the critical person. Because if when you find your identity in Christ, you'll realize that who I am matters more than what they think. You didn't catch that. Let me say it again. Who I am matters more than who you think I am. Because you only know the me that I let you know. But I go to bed with me every night. And I know me. And who I am matters more than who they think I am. So this works on both sides. That You've got to guard your heart. In both directions, you've got to guard your heart. You've got to find my identity doesn't come in whether or not you like me or approve of me or congratulate me or whether or not you don't like me or criticize me. So I say it this way, write this down. I'm, I've decided I'm not going to be moved by praise from fans or criticism from haters. Uh, let me say it like this. I've just decided I'm not going to let compliments go to my head and I'm not going to let criticism go to my heart. I'm not going to let compliments go to my head. I'm not going to walk around thinking, you know, they're right. I mean, I, I, they're right. I do look shorter on film. You're right. I, on camera, I'm just a shorter guy. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I really am the short you're watching online today. I'm not going to let praise go to my head. I'm not going to let criticism go to my heart. I'm not going to let I'm not going to let critical things stick in my heart. I'm not going to be a critical person. I'm not going to be constantly looking for what's wrong. Today when I go to lunch, I'm not going to send anything back. Gotcha, right at the end, didn't I? But it's cold. Okay, deal with it. You didn't cook it. (laughs) You don't have to be critical about everything. Are you all with me on that? Let me give you one final verse and I'll pray for us. Romans 14 and 10 says, why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, here's what I want you to catch today. If you don't catch anything else, I said week two of red flags. Remember this, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Verse 12, each of us will give a, underline this in your Bible, a personal account to God. So stop condemning each other. You won't answer for them. And they won't answer for you. But you will answer to God for you. So I've just decided I'm not Pollyanna. I don't think the whole world's going great. I, I, I know there's a lot of negative things, but I have just made up my mind. I'm going to believe the best about everybody. I've just decided I'm going to be the positive one in the relationship. I've just decided I'm not going to let a critical spirit get in my heart and I'm not going to let criticism get in my heart. Do you receive the word of the Lord, everybody, over your heart today? You receive God's word. All right. Bow your heads for prayer. Stay right where you are. Nobody moving. And I want to ask God to speak to our hearts. Maybe the Holy Spirit spoke to you in this message. Maybe you think, man, I've I've had this. I've had this critical spirit. Like, I'm the one. I see it in me. I, I and, and look, I. There's no condemnation. I'm not telling you. I, I, I've dealt with this in my own life. I'm, I'm always the one finding what's wrong, and I, w- I want healing from that. Or, or maybe you're in church this weekend, and you're thinking, I, I'm the one who, I'm being beat up. This bully of a critic is constantly telling me what I've done wrong and how bad I am, and it's getting in my heart. If that's you, nobody's looking around every eyes closed. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and say, would you include me in this final prayer? I need prayer for this. I see you. Hands up. I see you. I see you. Thank you. Keep your hand up. I I just include me in this final prayer, Pastor. Thank you. I see you. Now, Holy Spirit, I pray, God, that you'll do what only you can do. I I pray that you'll open our hearts today, God, uh, to healing. I I, I pray against that critical spirit in my own life when it shows up in my life. God, when there are times when I, I tend toward negativity and tend to find what's wrong and I lean towards finding fault in my spouse and my children and and my job and and my life. I just, I repent. I open my heart to you. Heal that wound in my heart. God, that area of my life that's been hurting that causes me to anger and to lash out. I just, I I surrender all that to you. And God, I, I pray for people in church today who are in a relationship with a critical spirit. It's crushing them. It's crushing their hearts. It's, it, it feels so hard for them to deal with that. I pray for healing today and deliverance today, help today. Every hand that was raised. I don't move today. If you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus, I want to give you a chance to do that in this moment. Never like to close a service without letting you make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you're in church and you think, man, I, don't, I, I know I'm far from God. I know me. I know me be better than anyone else. And I know I'm not right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm far from God. I'm, I, I need to surrender my life to Jesus either for the first time or maybe for the first time in a long time. You need to come home today, rededicate your life to Christ. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to stand, raise your hands or do anything. It's a personal prayer that you have to pray between you and the Lord. I can't pray it for you, but I can lead you in it. As a matter of fact, a whole church will pray along with you. Everyone in church say, Lord Jesus, I surrender today. I give you my whole life. I repent of my sins, my past, my mistakes. I give you my future, my hopes, and my dreams. Save me today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, and be the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, and everyone shout amen. Thank you for joining us today, and a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit CityHillsTX.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.